Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann und David Bell. Well, 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 dang, dang, dag, and fuck. <laughs> oh, hi everybody! Welcome to another episode of Hypecast, <laughs> the show where we get hyped about stuff and also things. I am one of your hosts, David Bell. Nice. I'm the other guy sitting in for the other guy. I'm Abe Epperson, standing in Hello. for Tom Ryman. Uh, yeah. Happy to be here again. You know. I'm really Always. feeling like I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this. I'm not. I can't feel shoes, but like I'm, I'm getting used to this role, you know. And you're I, filling Tom's hole, and you're <laughs> filling it well. Thank you, thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I think, guest uh, Starlene Hodge. Hi, Star. <laughs> there it is. Hello, Star. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Getting over a cold, so excuse uh, an occasional cough from me. Sorry about that. <laughs> Same. You were sick. You buddies. are excused. You're both excused. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, no one can say shit now. Uh, mm-hmm. Star, how are you? Besides the cold, I mean. Honestly, I'm pretty good. How are things? Things are fine. Oh, that's good. Yeah, life is lifing, but you know, no, no hard complaints about like current stuff but like you know the world's still kind of like eh, so right so we're all indifferently plowing towards oblivion yeah. and it's fine yeah right? yeah yeah that's life baby <laughs> oh yeah oh that's, yeah that's absolutely life um and before we get started you're both you're both beautiful perfect guests who have come here to to share the hype with me so i'd like to give you both opportunities to just uh, uh, tell me, or not me, tell everyone uh, where you can be found, any plugs, anything you want to say, right at the top, oh. manifestos, yeah, 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 anything, anything. Abe, do you want to go star, first? Star, why don't you get us started? Oh, I could go first? All right. Um, I've chosen Star. <laughs> yeah. um, I, you could find my art at starlinearts.com. Go go buy my stuff. That That would be super helpful, actually. Um, you could read my webcomic at rubywhipple.com. And then in general, I'm on Twitter as uh, StarleneX and on Instagram as just Starlene. Wonderful. That's hey. awesome. Yeah. Hey, how about you? What do you got? You got Twitter? You got Instagram? You know, you, you know, I got some Twitters. I'm at Abe the Mighty uh, at Twitter. And uh, the thing I want to plug is uh, Ruby Whipple. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Big fan of it. Uh, follow it on Instagram or on Twitter. Have, uh, Ruby Whipple Art. Yeah, I have a uh, I have a physical copy of that comic. And I'm very yeah, very great. proud of it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I always Let's have get to hyped. promote it nowadays because it's been on a long hiatus. Because hey, you know, drawing drawing takes a lot of time, and the comic doesn't mm, necessarily really does. make money. It's more of a hobby at this point. Uh, but you still, I still appreciate people reading it and and stuff. So it's all good. You need you need one of them AI artists, right? Ugh. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Uh, okay, are we ready to get hyped? Are we ready for trailers? I'm so do, fucking do we feel ready. Like that? I'm proud. Uh, except we do have one thing we have to do. What before is it, Dave? We have to thank some producers. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, you and me, Abe. Let's thank producers. Let's tag team this. Okay. Big thank you to the ghost of Dave Whoa. Thomas. Thank you. Thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Uh. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Oh. Thank you to Aaron Burser. <laughs> thank you to Abe Epperson, a swell dude. Thank you. Thank you to AJ. Yeah. Thank you to Andrew Howe. Deck the halls with blood. <laughs> thank you to Asking Seven. Rest in peace, Michaela. You are the best of us. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Barry Tumat says, Scott never died and Scott jokes are lazy Gen X nonsense. Pick it up, pick, pick it up, up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> Let's thank Bob Grenville. Thank you. Let's thank Boodler Boodleson. Thank you. Hey, let's thank Brian, who Tom knows. Thank you. Let's thank Brockway, loves the meat Millie. It's true. Let's thank Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Let's not forget Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. And let's... Let's fucking give thanks to Chiz Killy Tits. Thank you. And let's not forget Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. And thank you, Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Woohoo. Woo. All right. All right. Enough of this horse shit. Yep. Let's uh, talk some let's, trailers, baby. Let's talk about trailers. This was a weird trailer week. We had some like uh, sudden ones dropping at the last second. Uh, one of those being Air. This is the reunion of ben affleck and matt damon in a story about how nike heroically gave us michael jordan and no one else (laughs) no one else so god Uh, bless nike yeah i don't actually know this story uh and i don't know much about sports yep so uh that's my way of saying what do you guys think of this trailer (laughs) yeah i mean it's uh it's 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 fine it's fine i'm sure it'll be fun uh you know it's the it's the business side so it's not a really well-told story but like the basics of it is um michael jordan was a rookie uh and nike had the forethought to be like we're gonna invest everything into you and this is like nike when they were a tiny company and then they obviously became huge because Jordan became the biggest name in basketball and like in the world. So like Nike became synonymous with Jordan. Um, It's funny to me that a lot of these trailers and a lot of, we get a lot of this kind of stuff with like, um, there was a shit, the HBO show uh, winning time and stuff like that. A lot of basket, a lot of sports stuff, but also just like uh, corporate, like involved, like cultural touchstones. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a point at the end of this trailer where he's like, you got a name for it. And he goes, right. Air Jordan. With the, And it's like said with so much reverence. And it's just so funny to me that we have these kind of like 
oh no, that was just people trying to make money, but now we're just like, ah, yes, that's America, baby. Yeah, we got I, a name for it? A beanie <laughs> baby. I compared it to, like, Mad Men, which I'm a fan, I like that show, but I got into oh, yeah. it because of, like, oh, I want to see how people used to make advertising and graphic design, because that's how they hooked me. And mm. I got definitely the same energy from this trailer of just like, oh, we're going to watch the Mad Men work and it's going to be hard and they're going to be going, you know, like, I want to see them design it. I have zero interest in, like, the struggles of the company. I just want to see them make the design for the sneaker and the advertising. I don't know. You guys, yeah, you bring up something, because Mad Men, I would argue does have all that but it also is very clearly knows what it is which is it's about how advertising kind of fucked up america right uh and and i guess what's interesting and i don't know if this is a new trend it certainly isn't new in the last decade but there's something interesting about you know you make a movie and you want it to be about an underdog and it's funny when the underdog is a corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like I think of like Ford versus Ferrari was kind of like I didn't see that movie because I was like, why would I want to see a movie about two like rich people exactly uh, uh, being mad at each other? But then you think of like the Social Network, <laughs> which is again the Social Network is about how Mark Zuckerberg is a villain. But then there's like the Steve Jobs ones that were like, look how great this billionaire is, mm-hmm. uh, right? And like we're like we do these movies that are like yeah go corporations, uh, look at the look at this ad campaign and this one very specifically makes it feel like they're doing stuff where they're like you're taking a chance on this kid you're making it work and it's like I don't know I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan is the reason that uh, Air Jordans yeah. are right. big and they they touch on that a little but it's like it feels like a story from like the wrong perspective mm-hmm. you know it's very weird yeah, to see it's, it's also yeah yeah you uh, go you go sir okay I was gonna say it's very weird to see like like I don't know like these two white dudes who are like we found Jordan we made him a yeah. name and then yeah. you don't ever see Jordan <laughs> in the trailer at all you see his parents right. which you know, props Viola Davis, like, I'm sure she's going to kill it. But, like... Oh, yeah. I was like, this is weird. Jordan's not here. And I guess that's... They're trying... I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. I know. I do need... I want to correct you real quick. You don't just see two white dudes. You see two of the whitest dudes. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Like, three of the whitest dudes, really. Right. Yeah. The whitest. Uh, yeah. It's, um... Yeah, more on that, like, the corporation aspect of it. It's just, like, I always find it's very strange that we do this thing in movies where we reference, like, something like, and that baby's name was William Shakespeare or something (laughs) like that, where it's, like, this whole, like, oh, my mind's blown because of the, like, we know that, I know that person and that's great. Uh, It just feels so weird to do it for Nike, yeah, um, yeah. They're not, it's the reverence. It's the reverence the toward it that really it's like assumed that you're like, you love Nike. And it feels like hello fellow kids, you know, it's like we all love Subway. You know, let's all agree that <laughs> you know Apple is the greatest thing in the world. And then it's like, okay, and then you make the Steve Jobs thing and you're like, actually right. he was a I mean, he did all those things and he was a great entrepreneur, but he's also like kind of a piece of shit. And they like kind of just sweep that under the rug a little bit. It's this idea. I think tech got away with it 
because the internet is actually a new invention that you could put on par with something like the printing press, right? right. Where it's like the internet, may, I mean, maybe ultimately it won't be, but it feels like we're witnessing history when it comes to pioneers of the internet, which doesn't make the pioneers special. I would argue if Steve Jobs didn't invent the iPhone, and I mean, he didn't literally invent it, but you know what I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, someone else would have, right? Yeah, uh, but we were a, they get away with that reverence because it feels historic. Yeah. Whereas a sneaker is like, okay, now you're pushing bit. it. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see the subway version where the guy is like, <laughs> I call it the foot long, long sub. sub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's what they're doing. That's literally like the reverence they're making this fucking shoe. Right, and Air Jordans uh, are a big have. deal, but it's like saying like it's like the founder. Did you watch the founder? We're no. Like, we're no. Yeah, it's like the kind of same deal where it's like they call it the Big Mac, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, right. oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. I remember that aspect of McDonald's. I've been to a McDonald's. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like I, that's as much as you get from me. I think I yeah, would. There's this like slow creep, I would argue, mm. that movies and corporate culture like mix. Because I would argue like, you know, we, we've started rooting for... Like like brands, like yes. movies are brands, right? Like mm -hmm. to Star Wars is a brand. You go on Disney Plus and Star Wars is a section instead of a genre. Uh, and it's and so like this this like this kind of like mixes into it. I would say that most people probably won't care or fall for it. Like right. I'm not. This isn't like a kids today thing. Mm -mm. It's more of like why do these companies think they're so fucking special? Right. Uh, because I don't think people are falling for it, you know? I don't I wish, think so, but people will enjoy it. I wish this yeah. movie was less a movie and actually a true documentary. Like, I want, I would want, I don't want to see Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. I want to see the actual <laughs> ad dudes, and I want to see, like, the original, pe you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather watch, like, a half an hour yeah. show on the creation of the shoe, and maybe you actually get a little mm -hmm. interview with Michael Jordan in there. And, yeah. like, give me the real people. I'm curious about them and that. And just give me a short little story. And I'd be good. Like, a little Vice story or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I 100%. This is the sort of story that works well with documentaries. Like, quick quick ones. Mm -hmm. Where it's it's just like, oh, that's a neat little story. But, to, like, they have to make it really dramatic. So, it's like, I don't want... I don't need to know about these guys, like, personal lives. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, that doesn't matter. I hope they do make them kind of villains, though. I, I, or at least they portray them as, like, uh, you, they might. you're Machiavellian or, like, not really great people. Because I'm a little tired of, like, the prop propaganda stuff. You know, like, that's, I think, where we're right. getting toward, is that if it's propaganda, you know, kind of fuck yourself. But if it's not, and it's more of, like, oh, this is just the reality of we, we read a b some books on the topic and this is what came out, then I'd be like, okay, then that's, yeah. that's a movie. Yeah, and we'll see. Ben Affleck is directing, and I would, I would argue he's a good director. Mm -hmm. uh, but that doesn't mean he'll make a good film necessarily. He is a sports uh, fan, so he yeah. might be really involved in the. Uh, oh, it is beautiful. The Air Jordan is something that matters, and I mean it right. does. It made a lot of money, and it's like iconic culturally for like kids. That yeah, grew up in the nineties. Everyone it's, wanted. It's a beautiful shoe. Yeah, for real, for real. Still is. Yeah. Um. There's no. I'm not trying to take away from like the concept that like 
something can be important to someone or a fan you can be a fan of something it's just it's weird when it's set up in a corporate structure like this and we're saying like the people who did make it though they are they are titans they are kings yeah. that's what i'm yeah. worried about <laughs> the true yeah, heroes for sure. like it yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it feels like nike was part of making this movie or or like uh, my official yeah. my initial thought was like man we're running out of true stories to tell it mm. feels like because it's like now we're down to like uh, some executive like how'd they make them them nikes let's do a movie about that yeah right uh right. yeah i don't know i i i'll i i i predict that i won't see this movie yeah i don't and think not in an aggressive way <laughs> In a way where it'll be on streaming one day and I'll go, oh, yeah, that movie happened. Can I mm -hmm. can I tell you something real quick? I thought when this trailer first started, because I'm super not really aware of sneaker culture, really. I kind of thought when they were saying air, I was thinking of the BK pumps, you know, the sneakers back in the day with the little basketball oh, that yeah. you could like the pumps. inflate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, now that's a movie yeah. I'd want to I thought watch. it was yeah. about that Show me for the, like half a the second. Pumps. <laughs> Those that shit was the future. Yep. I had those. Yep. I wanted a pair so bad. My mom was just like, "Nah, you're good." <laughs> I never had a I pair, pumped. but I had friends who had a pair, and I was always so jealous because I was like, they, he, and I was just like, I I tied my laces, he tied his laces, but then he pumped it up, and right. I had nothing to pump. Yep. And you would just I'm mess with the kids by going up to them and like deflating their shoe when you were waiting in line. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For record, <laughs> it, by pumping up your shoes, it kind of made the area around your ankle slightly tighter. Just that's just, all it really did. There's but it a was, reason they aren't the it future. Felt like but they the felt future. like the future. <laughs> yeah. And cool. then wheelies came around. Wheelies in LA gear, and I was oh, just like, this is I was the too old for wheelies, future. and I was always jealous. I was like, dang, kids, but they're awesome. <laughs> You're never shoes. too old for wheelies. Never too old for wheelies, star. <laughs> Someone get me a pair of wheelies. Can... <laughs> yeah, did they, did wheelies run out pretty fast? Because I feel like the genius idea of putting wheels on the bottom of kids' shoes uh -huh. will result in lawsuits pretty fast, I'm but sure maybe not. Did. No, I'm pretty sure it did. And that's okay. probably why we don't have wheelies as much. Because, like, shame. if it wasn't for that, I think everyone in the world would have wheelies. It's just a yeah. superior yeah. way of, you know, shoe. hundred <laughs> um, percent. All right. Well, uh, enough about shoes. Let's talk about this next trailer. This was another trailer that just dropped. It's called Strays. It is a uh, uh, R-rated comedy. It really wants you to know it's R-rated, and I know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is framed like a homeward bound, but then the dogs swear. And it's about a dog who loves his owner yeah. who is clearly trying to abandon him, uh, which was very funny. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. I want to know. I had this idea for this movie years ago. And that isn't to really? say I'm... You did. No, yeah, that isn't... Yeah, that isn't to say that I'm um, a genius and like I feel owed. It's more to say like... When I had the idea, it was like, why hadn't this movie existed yet? Mm. Which was just an adult comedy that's homeward bound. And so, uh -huh. like, I'm, I, uh, that's all to say, like, yeah, of course this exists. I'm still surprised it didn't exist years ago. I mean, uh, we it's did such an obvious. We did it with babies in like the 80s and 90s with what with look who's look talking? Is talking, right? Yeah. But I always think about the fact that dogs, all they want to do is fucking fight. <coughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, just make a movie with a bunch of fucking dogs who are perverted freaks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it. What did you guys think of this? I said I D would watch this movie uh, uh, if it delivers on the premise of Doug getting his dick bit off. I'm like, oh, I've 
kind of want to see that happen. I don't know why, but I want to yeah. see if they'll actually yeah, do it. Yeah, Will Forte getting his dick built. Yeah. To be clear, I thought of the general idea of this. This movie has, a, I think, a really fun main premise, which is the dog finally realizes that his owner wants to abandon him and get, becomes a stray and then decides to take revenge by tracking down his owner and biting his dick off. Because, just, quote, yeah. like, that's the only thing he loves. Yeah. He, lo- he, he The dog knows he loves his dick. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, this is fine. Uh, I was, I'm not as up on it as you guys, but like, I'm not the target audience. People see this and it's funny enough that the people that want it will probably like it. I thought the dick biting is pretty unhinged for a talking dog movie. I mean, maybe that's the charm of it. I think uh, that's what hooked Keanu me. Keanu was also pretty unhinged. Uh, so, if you guys saw Ke- Keanu. I, ha- I, you know, I need to see Keanu. I haven't really seen bad. Keanu. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. <laughs> it's there. There's something about the juxtaposition of like, you know, uh, like the innocence of cats and dogs and babies, and then you know, let's make it like it's let's let's put a movie around, put them around a movie that is completely unhinged in this way. Uh, honestly, that felt weird to me. The thing that you liked, like just the like in the trailer, and maybe it's just because it's in the trailer and it was trying to quickly earn my favor. But the sad beat where he's like, Will Ferrell learns that, wait, I'm a stray, and you know. Uh, yeah. Will Forte hates me. That's like all the wacky tone goes out the window in that moment, and I'm like, well, this is just gonna be a movie that picks up emotions as much as easy as it does jokes, and it's right. like that's that's fine, that's fine. I want to tell you guys who's behind this film because it might put it into better perspective. The director I don't know much about. They did Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, which I, I heard love is good. that movie. Oh uh, my god, the writer. What's that? Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar s- is so good. We like it's okay. so so good. So that's the director. The writer is the creator of American Vandal. If you recall that show, which yeah. was the first season, oh. the joke of that was a delight. They did a bunch of college humor sketches. They're a sketch person, yeah, an internet sketch printer person, which to me says this is going to be fucking weird. Uh, and I think this might be one of those movies that everybody's going to be like, you know what was like a really funny movie that passed everybody by? Strays. Like, I think it's going to be, I think it's actually going to be like a, a funny sneaky movie. funny. Yeah, I, I mean, they yeah. they have them doing multiple, dr- they get drunk at one point, they get high on mushrooms at another point. They're f- yeah. They practice fucking garden gnomes and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's real, you know, real raw. <laughs> right. But I do think, I get the feeling that the trailer is like, Having that thing that a lot of trailers have where the comedy is weird, so weird that it's hard to, like, make an ad for it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It feels uh, like they pick their most generic jokes. And because, yeah, especially now that you said, like, he directed Bob and St- like Barb and Star, because that movie is fucking weird. It's so weird. It's really funny. But, like, it really is. It's not. I don't know. I don't know what, how to describe it. So, like, you saying that makes me definitely want to see Strays more. Because I'm hoping for more yeah. of that odd oddity. Yeah, it's got real zag when you're we're supposed to zig kind of energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I'm hyping it up too much, but I I'm like I am curious about this one. I am. Uh, I I definitely want to check this out because I I I don't know. I like the idea, uh, and this seems like a good execution of that idea. So we'll see. Um, I. Rented right. on, oh. on on an Amazon Prime. I I 
try it out for three bucks. Yeah, fuck it. Um, well, here's another trailer. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, not to be confused with just The Covenant, <laughs> which was that movie about uh, witch witches, male witches, <laughs> right? Uh, or yeah, with uh, with uh, what was that? Dean Devlin made it. Um, <laughs> this is Guy Ritchie. This is a uh, super serious film about Jake Gyllenhaal uh, in I assume the war in Iraq uh, <laughs> in like two thousands era where an interpreter mm-hmm. saves his life against the Taliban and like is clearly a real badass about it. And then Jake Gyllenhaal is going back to save this interpreter. Um, it is a weird error for Guy, Guy Ritchie. He's been doing more serious films lately. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, any of you guys see The Wrath of Man? Wrath of Man, his last one? Uh, no. Yeah, I did. And it's it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it was... <laughs> I agree. It felt like anybody could have directed it. That's the thing is I think that Guy Ritchie actually like the special sauce with Guy Ritchie. Like I know make this argument about like Edgar Wright a little bit, too, is that like you need Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg to be together. That's the special sauce. Mm. And Guy Ritchie needed Matthew Vaughn. Um, that's what made Guy Ritchie like a Guy Ritchie movie when we all think of it that like, yeah. you know, Snatch and Lockstock and stuff like that. It's that was the combination of those two forces when he's left to his own devices, he's actually just like a craftsman director. He's just like, what's a cool shot, you know, like, and that's cool and all, but it makes like, Oh, this seems like a really straight laced war movie. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't look like it's unique. I don't see any guy Ritchie in it. It could have been directed by anybody. I'm of two minds. Some of the shots did actually feel a bit guy Ritchie to me more than wrath of man. Wrath of Man was... I didn't hate Wrath of Man, but I, it, again, yeah. it was just like, why is Guy Ritchie... Part of me is also like, and this is the same with Edgar Wright, where I'm like, eh, they, they've done enough stuff they've done, yeah. that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. They can just make movies. I would also argue that Matthew Vaughn didn't do like Rock and Roller. He didn't do um, uh, Revolver, which I would say are also still good Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. But like, it does feel like lately he's just sort of like, eh, I'm just making a I'm just, paycheck. Yeah, here. I'm thinking of like Robin Hood and stuff. He, King Arthur. Or King Arthur. Is that is that the one uh, I yeah, can't... He did yeah. King Arthur. He did Man from Uncle, which I think was actually he cared oh, yeah, Man about. Man from Uncle. That was a oh, fun yeah. movie. Uh, Aladdin. He did Aladdin, which That's was right. well directed. Uh, the Sherlock Holmeses. So it's like he's clearly, he's gotten his. He's gotten money. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm sort of on the fence where I'm like, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm going to see this cause I still see Guy Ritchie films. Cause like you said at the top of this, he is a craftsman, you mm-hmm. know, he's very mm-hmm. competent star. What did you think of this? I, I'm not big on war movies, even though like I'm a big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal. Cause he's usually like, like he's a very good actor and he's beautiful to look at. But outside of that, I prefer Jake Gyllenhaal when he gets really weird you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like creepy. creepy, weird Jake Gyllenhaal is like, okay, like Nightcrawler. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. He was so creepy in that. But war yeah. movies, I'm just kind of like, all right, like, I know he can do them. Like, he does actually right. really well. So I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. I w- didn't feel interested, really. Right. Yeah. I think Jake Gyllenhaal tends to have um, more. He's more into weird movies. Like, I, I kind of wonder if he was on set, like. Guy, 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 are you going to do some cool shot for this? You can zoom the camera around and like him like, no, 
No, no Jake. Yeah, no, this I, isn't that anymore. I want to go actually back and see him in in Am, Am LA Ben's ambulance. <laughs> that weird yeah. ambulance. I still have to see that one. I, uh. I want to go back and see it because I've heard that his performance in that is just fucking wild, and I'm like, well, you know what, Michael Bay with weird Jake Gyllenhaal, probably interesting. Yeah. So I kind of want to go back and see that. Yeah, I mean, make your own opinion. I, it's not weird in the right way. It's weird in, like, Michael Bay is weird. Oh. <laughs> right. I'm, uh, he's doing the Roadhouse remake, Jake Gyllenhaal, and I'm right. like, I, he better go over the top for that shit. I hope he is unhinged. Um, yeah. He's also in a movie called Francis and the Godfather, where he plays Robert Evans. I'm just assuming that's our mutual friend and not the producer. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure amazing. it's the kid stays was, in the picture. I kinda. was so confused yeah. for a second. I, I was like, it's... "What, really?" <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's he'll he'd make a great Robert Evans, either the producer or our mutual friends. I, I can agree. See him in both roles. I can see him both. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Have you seen Demolition? Did you guys watch Demolition? No. It's the one where he like blows up his life because he oh, just doesn't awesome. want to do it anymore. Yeah, it's it's fucking great. It's kind of like a. It's not Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is unique, but like, yeah. He, when he is, when he's given a role where it's like this makes no sense. Who who is who would do this? Right. You go. Yeah, that's Jake Gyllenhaal. That's yeah, that's a Jake Gyllenhaal. My role. favorite Jake Gyllenhaal is him playing like the music man, and then like that comedy special with the kids. Oh yeah, the it's the last thing I'll say about the, the guy Ritchie's The Covenant is. Uh, Everyone is saving everyone. Everyone's a hero. And it's like, I wonder if they did that because it's like, it's not a white savior movie if everyone is saving everyone. Uh, <laughs> there's something weird about like, everyone's a hero, you know? I hope that right. even like American Sniper, like did this thing where it's like, oh no, it's not all heroism. This just seems like war propaganda where it's like, ah, the, they, they truly, or like Armageddon or something like that, where it's like, they truly were the best of us. I do want to note actually that, uh, if it weren't for the name Guy Ritchie, I don't think I would have even had this trailer on here. I would have looked this, I wouldn't have even watched this. Mm. Uh, I have no interest in war movies, especially like Iraq war movies, movie war movies for wars that I like, you know, no, not that isn't to say that there aren't great war movies that are very dramatic because obviously, but this just looks kind of like it just sort of blends in with all the others. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. From yeah. this era of like, uh, look how cool war is. Uh, like the, what look was the Benghazi one? Like they all look the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 They all look the same a little bit. Yeah. And it's just, it's just gun violence, but it's, uh, you know, I guess it, there's, car crashes and stuff you know so. sure yeah i don't know I'll, I'll i'll see it for the guy richie but if there isn't and there probably isn't that much actual guy richie in it then i'm just watching like a fucking war drama and that's a bummer yeah, yeah it's a bummer uh, it's a bum ski well let's talk about this next trailer because mm -hmm. this next trailer is called the portable door <laughs> it's about a portable door <laughs> a door that's portable it's got Christoph Waltz and Sam Neill, which, yes, yeah, I'm pro that. Uh, it's based off a novel because, of course, it is. I assume this is a young adult, like a Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. I assume they're trying to Harry Potter here. What did you guys think of this? I I said that I I thought it looked a lot of, like a lot of fun, and I was excited to see like more magicy stuff, but with 
like grown-ups involved, like not about like little kids. And yep. and I was like, oh, this is a good trailer for the book series because now I want to read the books, not necessarily watch the movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is a movie, right? Yeah. Not a series. It not feels a TV. movie energy. Uh, have you guys seen the Adjustment Bureau? Yeah. No. Like the tra- that is what they're doing, aren't they? They're the trailers. Bureau. The trailer at the beginning, or this trailer, starts with the idea that like luck and coincidences are like the business of s- some like shadow society. Um, like their job is to run fate, right? Right. Wasn't that mm. already a kids movie that just came out with the the black cat? About like that. it's like a luck ink sort of thing. Yeah, where it was like oh was yeah, that's right, monsters ink. That's right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's called the Luck animated. 2002. Oh, that's right. It was like an Apple TV thing. That's right. That's a premise for sure. And then there's like then on top of that, there's a teleportation door, which is like a whole nother premise to me. But you know, right. go off. It's Harry <laughs> Potter shit. No, no, I, I no. It is like if Harry Potter was like, this is a school for wizards and also we clone dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and it's like through magic? Yeah, right. No, through genetic science. It's like, yeah. oh. Okay, cool. Huh. You're right. Because it is. It, I don't know what the portable <laughs> door has to do with the first offer. I agree. Right. And the Adjustment Bureau also, surprisingly, or not surprisingly, depending on how you think of things, is redundant or, uh, you know, like... Uh, taking from each other uh also uses doors doors are a very they important part of doors, don't they? they're not portable it's just the idea that it they if they wear a hat and they walk they can open a door like special hats that they have open a door and they can go to like places that they're thinking as opposed to where the door is supposed to go right so they have, like they're like agents almost. Oh. Like, right. they all have hats on in there yeah. and i'm sure this trailer is going to uh in the same way that adjustment bureau did where it says like be, when you run fate or you like luck or whatever the idea of like opportunity and doors and being able to get, navigate the globe super quickly would be something that this business would you know have but it seems like they're also doing this thing where he's like the special boy and the door like wants to be with him and that's weird because now it's like harry potter and the sorting hat are like gonna go be pals or something you know god i want to watch the adjustment bureau now yeah let's watch the adjustment when bureau did the right adjustment now. bureau come yeah out? but i <laughs> Wait, what? When did the Adjustment Bureau come out? Cause I, I want to say 2011. 2020, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. 2011. So, yeah, it's possible that this person watched the Adjustment <laughs> Bureau and then was like, I'm going to make that. Uh, but magical. I don't know. I, 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 I'm a centrist in this case, an Adjustment Bureau versus Portable Door centrist, where I'm just right. into both. I think... I think we can we can do both and i want and i want to watch both now yeah sure uh, <laughs> portable door though is like i did come out of this trailer being like i am unclear about what i was supposed to like be tracking uh but i'm into it but you know sam neil christoph waltz you know magic magic and shit yeah fuck it fuck evil it. christoph waltz uh i don't know maybe i don't know well actually I mean, if you want to talk about evil <laughs> Christoph Waltz, we can oh, move right along. Is that on. a segue? That's a segue. That was a beautiful segue. Biz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The consultant. Uh, I love that this is just a business has Christoph Waltz come in 
And he's a real Christoph Waltz type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just a real fucking creep. This is a TV show. Um, this yeah, is a TV show? Yeah. yeah no. It's a TV show. Yeah. Wow. It should be a movie. It's based off a novel. It's based off a novel. Uh, There's is, no um, way they're going to be able to get more than like a season out of this. This is, yeah, the fact that this is a TV show bums me out. Because then is it just like a mystery box where they're like, what is What is guy? his deal? That's the only question that we have, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then like, I assume he'll become the boss. Because the worst, the, the other version of this, which I would argue, it's not the worst version, but it's the version that also you can, I can see myself fading out, is they do a um, House of Cards situation. Mm. Which is like, oh. you know how like he House of more Cards, more it was powerful. like, ooh, he wants to be in power. Then he gets to be vice president. Oh, then he's president. And it's like, okay. And why am I still watching this? Right. Um, he's Yeah. We just see him like in an evil way advance. But like, we also have a main protagonist who's like dealing with like, oh, I got to be your assistant or something like that. And I have to deal with like the monstrosity that is Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who might murder wow. you. Like it, it's, he might what? He might murder them. Like that's the premise is like your yeah. boss is, like, so, is like a killer. It's like the potentially. devil. Like he, yeah. He, yeah. This could be the devil's advocate. Right. Adaptation. Which is great. That would be great. And here's the thing is that as soon as I heard that this is a TV show and not a movie. Now TV has to do something that movies don't, which is they have to live with the bed that they make. So they can't just allow him like Christoph Waltz to go whole hog. Like they can't do shit like fuck it. He's a Nazi again or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. uh, they can't have him kill people willy nilly because then they have to live with that. You know, for right. the next season yeah. versus a movie where it's, it can get unhinged real quick and they can live with it. So this is unfortunate. Yeah, it's a situation. So like it's w- pushing aside the concept of a mystery box because that is its own problem. You look at something like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings where it's like, here's an expansive world full of tons of possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. You can make a TV show of that because even when someone slaughters a village there's still more story to tell, right? Right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a show that's like, here's Westworld, a show that takes place in a single amusement park where the robots can't leave. And then you're like, okay, well, so every season they're just not going to leave or like, or, or like nothing's going to really happen. Like they have to they, blow they, it up. They have to blow it up or they have to just keep making it like lost where it's like, and they're still not on the Island. They're yeah. still not off the Island. And mm-hmm. so on. where it's like, they either have to just make it really repetitive or it has to like go in some wild direction that you don't expect, which doesn't mean it can't. Right. But the, it always starts with what you're saying where they're like, here's our limitations. This is the, pl- the plot. It's a consultant and employing relationship with a boss. And the boss seems like he might be a murderer. And it's like, well, then he'll never actually, he'll either never actually be a murderer or by season three, this employee is like helping him murdering people <laughs> yeah, or something. That, that's like, where I think they're going to go. Yeah. It feels like he's going to indoctrinate people and get away with shit because of that or something like that, because he's also shown as like charismatic. Like it gives me training day vibes, um, but instead of a cop, it's a CEO, you know? Yeah. Right. Which I guess I bring up because it works because we fear those people in current society moods. You know, like what if they were particularly unhinged cops and oh, yeah. CEOs, um, which is fine. I, 
I get why this exists. I get why sure. it exists. Yeah. Yeah, I kept I kept um, thinking that I just, it's just weird that it's a TV show. Oh, sorry. What's I, that? I kept thinking that because I thought it was a movie as well, and then when it revealed itself to be a show, it was just like, oh, the premise suddenly became not believable to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know it's a trailer, so I'm like, well, maybe in the show they'll explain why like all of these employees don't just quit and start their own company when their consultant comes in and like treats everybody like shit. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what kept throwing me off. Like I know people stay in shitty jobs for a long time when like the pay is really good and everything's really like like going well. But it feels like if someone comes in and everybody goes and everything goes starts going to shit, people will leave. Like they're all smart and they'll start that's- their own things, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. that's what it is is that like it just feels like a premise that's good that would blow up fast um and if it doesn't then you're just gonna be frustrated watching it because <laughs> then you're like you got like listen your problem is you work for this company like just go work for another company right. for a certain amount of time especially when uh, we see this with like, twitter they, yeah like we've seen this with twitter like a guy came in yeah. bought it it's turning into shit and he kept threatening like if you don't do what i say you're gonna have to leave and then people were like all right bye like, yeah, people fucking bounce. That's yeah. like clearly what this is kind of aping too. Right. Is it's I the Elon Musks and the and such. Yeah, has anybody noted the name of the fictional company in this? What is Because I need to shout it out. It's called Compware. And I was like, oh, just take a minute to think <laughs> of another Comp-ware. name. It's Comp-ware. computer. It's a computer company. Compware, like computer and software. And I don't know. I guess there there are tech companies with dumb names. But yeah. like, <clears throat> that's a very you could do better. Like seventies. I mean, there is a literal company called CompuServe. You know, exactly. Like, yeah, that's so fair. it's it's fair. But yeah, we really live in a unoriginal world. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about this next trailer. Yeah, let's if go. We're, if we're ready for that, this is called UFO Sweden. Uh, weird name. I think it's a named after an organization in the in the movie mm-hmm. um this is swedish mm-hmm. i don't know if you can tell that mm-hmm. and it's about a teen who thinks her father was abducted and she's trying to find the truth we covered like a twee version of this not too long ago that's right um this looks like uh i don't know i would argue a cooler version where it feels like there's gonna be like cool alien shit this looks but, rad to me in fact yeah. i would go so far to say this is as long as i've been guest host here the best trailer i've seen on hypecast i oh, don't know really? why i had a great reaction to it it looks badass the action seems like there it doesn't seem cheap uh the shots feel like spielbergian in a way uh i think this is gonna be rad okay it, yeah i said yeah. this felt very 80s i was just like this feels 80s and yeah. i in like a in like the best way where it's just like oh this is right. like a movie you know yeah Right. It's not like trying to point its attention to itself and saying like, oh, we're aping the 80s style of that. It's just like, no, no, we just it's a UFO movie and there's going to be aliens and stuff and they're, they're going to abduct shit and it's we're going to have to fight them. That's it. Uh, yeah, that it seems sincere. to be all. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. This was uh, on my short list for movies that deserve more hype this week. And the only reason I don't have it on here is because I keep doubling up my hype movies. Mm. So I was like, OK, well, this has to be on here. Because this does look rad. Mm-hmm. An embarrassment of riches, Dave. That's mm-hmm. what happens when you play the hype game. You know? Yeah, and you're right. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize how Spielbergian it looks. Because watching the trailer again, 
it really looks beautiful, doesn't it? It yes. really does. And, yes. it, and it, I don't know, it just has this feeling of adventure. Um, yeah. Ever, there, it, yeah. There's literally like a close encounter shot of like lights mm-hmm. coming through the window. Like the director, they know who they're aping. They here. know what they're doing. Uh, yeah. And it just, you're right about the action where it's like there's multiple like car chases. The action looks big, but on a, you know, a low budget scale at the same time. Uh, it it looks exciting. Yeah. It, this- what I was scared of is given that it's an international film, uh, like we watched like a Norwegian film for where we just watched re- like fairly recently called troll. And one of the things is that it's like, it's eyes were big, too bigger, too, too big for its stomach. Right. Like it felt right. like, Oh, you had to make it kind of small and more humble, which ain't bad, but you wanted it to make it like a Roland Emmerich movie. And this actually feels like a Spielberg movie that, as far as we know, the shots and, like, the events that are happening, cars flipping around and, like, things being levitated like an alien ship is, like, you know, tractor beaming it and stuff. That, it all looks really good. It looks like a bigger budget um, Hollywood movie. So, the hesitance that I usually have about action movies that are international... It, because the budget isn't there and it feels a little cheap, a cheaper version of an American film. I don't, I am not getting the vibe on this yet. Yeah. Because I would say it doesn't need to deal with like a big CGI troll. So yeah, like, exactly. it doesn't have to, um, I get what you're saying. Uh, I'm trying to look up where we can fucking watch it. It's, it, it's, uh, I think it's still, it got released in Sweden. I think it's looking for distribution still. Oh. Let's watch a re- Adjustment Bureau and then let's get some tickets to Sweden. That's okay. right after this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Are we all in? I mean, it doesn't work star? we're all in. Star? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Hype. It is decided. Uh, <laughs> any other things to say about this one? No. No. Well, then let's get to... The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry. Were you guys like me where you just read the name and you're like, that's a British film? <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is a British film. This is the most British film that was ever made. And I probably have said that about other British films on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you, no, this is it. This, this is wins. it. Uh, this is based off of a, probably a British novel. Probably. Uh, it's got Jim Broadbent. Uh, that's right who is very British and it's about an extremely British man who has to walk across England. Yeah. Which, like, yep. Which is not that north. big, not that big. To like say to visit a friend who has cancer, I think. And then it becomes like a Forrest Gump situation where everybody's into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that big, not that impressive. I like agree 500 miles or something like yeah. that. I think they say not, not that impressive. Um, I mean, he's an old man. He's a very old yeah, man. So and he went like out without Gump supplies, running. apparently. Yeah, he's not running there. Yeah. He's got a walking yeah, stick. Yes, usually when an old man wanders outside without anything, it ends in not a... Uh, Horribly. Yeah, not a very <laughs> inspirational way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, British as fuck, right? Yeah. British as fuck, Absolutely. indeed. Uh, I, I agree with everything uh, you're saying there. Uh the only thing I can think of is that it kind of gave away everything. It's one of those, the trailer kind of bothered me because it knows like, ah, oh, we don't have a lot going on. It's an emotional ride. You'll be there, which I think they did a good job of. But it's like the only question I have after watching the trailer is like when he gets there, 
Because he's gonna get there to the, you know, his. Yeah, the, in the, the trailer, they're patient. like saying, "Like you're almost there." Like, like at like, one point, they're like, fucking... uh, "Like here's the thing: is that he has a wife who the whole time is is like negative, right?" Um, Did you like, recognize her, by the way? Yeah, I forget the actress's name though, but she's really well known. She's Sean's mom from Sean of the Dead. Oh yeah, Sean's oh. mom. Uh, yeah. She she the whole time is like, you. Uh, why, just come home. Why are you doing this? This is stupid. And he's like, I got to do it. I've never done anything in my life. And this is the first time if something feels important. And so I just need you to be okay with it. And she's like, I don't know if I'm okay with it. So you have this whole like clear indication of like, here's your dramatic beat for act one and act two in the trailer. They have a phone call with her, them both where she is like, I'm completely done a 180. You got to finish it. You only got 18 more miles. Go do it and be the best version of yourself. And I'm like, well, okay. So you just gave me. So there. So that's not the reason the movie is. Wait, is that the reason the movie is good? Because like now you told me everything. I think I have a theory on that. Is it because like you don't know these types of. Oh, oh, go on. I was going to say, you don't know if, like, the friend is alive or not. I thought that was the thing. Like, he had to get there before the that's friend the died. Yeah. That's the I only question I think we have is, like, is the person he's walking to save alive or not when he gets there? But if you've seen, like, Walter Mitty or, like, Yes Man or any of these movies that kind of do this vibe, my guess is, like, the movie's going to fall on the point of that's not the point. The point is the journey, right? Uh, yeah. yeah I was, so yeah. that was my theory, which is that, uh, you know, people don't not watch a porno because they know how it'll end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I would argue every porno kind of ends the same way. But uh, mm-hmm. the point being that it's about it's about the emotional porn of this, mm-hmm. which is to watch a feel good film where they right. know that they're like, they know that. they're telling you in the trailer, he's going to make it. We don't we don't get us wrong. He's going to make it. That's the point of this movie. We're not going to make this sad. You know, this is mm-hmm. a feel good film. We want you to feel good you know. to the point that in the trailer, we're going to be like, don't worry. He'll be OK. Yeah, probably. I mean, they might kill him off. It'd be amazing if they hit him with a truck or something. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but my great. my feeling on this is like it's it's a feel good movie. And and it's like, listen, we're really British. It's a really feel-good movie. You know what this is. Are you going to join us or not? Yeah, I give props to uh, the trailer editing because well, I, I did tear that, up. That's why I feel like the... <laughs> what's that? I give props to the trailer editing because I did tear up a little bit. That was just like, oh, wow, look, you got me. I feel mm-hmm. for this old man. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he, he's so... He's just so tragic looking. Um, that's he's a real Jim so Rogers. sad. He's, he's so, Jim so Rogers. sad. <laughs> so beautifully sad. Yeah. And the music is kicking... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know what you mean. The editing and like, just like the vibe it's sending is it's, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, it's the same thing. Like Walter Mitty, when I have that, the, like the swirling strings and the brum brum of the orchestra, you're like, right. I can't help. Like, it's not my fault. I have a heart. Okay. Right. I know you're being manipulative, but I still feel, you know? Yeah. They know that like this formula, they can do uh, this and that and that, and it'll make people cry. Right. Exactly. Like yeah. I, I feel like somewhere there was a lab where they put people in the mm-hmm. lab and put sounds in their ears to see if they could make them cry and like studied it. It feels that it feels that precise. That's right. Uh, and we're so, so good at recreating it now. Uh, yeah. But like, you know what? The uh, sometimes you just need a good cry. Harold yeah, cry. Harold cry is the name of the movie. <laughs> the pilgrimage of Harold cry. <laughs> 
let us talk about this let next let film. Let us talk about what is this a film or is this a series? Jump. I think it's a yeah, show. Yeah, white men can't jump. I don't know. Is it a series? Now I'm questioning everything. It was on Hulu. Let me. That doesn't mean. It is a remake. It's a film remake. It's a film remake. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I see Star's Note, um, and I'm kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah, I was like, Uh, why? I don't know why they remade this. Why did they do this? Why? Yeah. uh, So I think this is. I I'm I'm try- I think this is White Man Can't Jump the original which I saw. I think everybody saw. Yeah. That's our age, right? Mm-hmm. right? I don't know if it was I feel like it got lost to time a little bit to be honest. Like I get that feeling of like, yeah, why are they remaking this? But like, I don't know. I I, I nobody talks about that movie, you know? Oh um, man. It's a classic. So it's a classic, but in a way, it's one where I feel like I don't know, maybe that's remake worthy like it, it obviously it's i'm not gonna like it as much you know yeah i just i was just like yeah. who is yeah. this it's not for? like in the zeitgeist you know yeah I was, trying, I was trying to figure out who is this for because i'm like I don't, <laughs> like it's not for us that's for sure i don't think it's for us because we have the original well that's, and that's why i think it works as a remake because it's a plot that you kind of can... You don't even have to call it White Man Can't Jump. You can do this plot over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like two friends trying to win a tournament. Like they... You know, that's that's a lot of... That's a lot of sports Well, movies. what make... What, what ma- that's right. That's what makes White Man Can't Jump good. Is that it's the, the, the charisma between Woody and Snipes. And also, yeah. I'll add that there is a there's no representation whatsoever in the trailer at least of like the rosie perez character right who Where's rosie? makes white man can jump even better like it's just That's true like i want to watch this just to see what i think to see what filmmakers at this point or the people behind this think passes as comparable charisma because it's really tough to beat harrelson and snipes you know they were they killed it yeah you're 100 percent right where it's like it, it's sort of like remaking any big buddy like cop movie, like remaking Lethal Weapon, which they did. They made a Lethal Weapon yeah, TV show, and it's like the there. I don't, I hate to break it to you, but like the actual plot itself is not groundbreaking. It's the uh, it relationship. Was, yeah, mm-hmm, it was the mm-hmm. way in which they interacted with each other that made us feel like oh, they're like buddies, and they're also like enemies a little bit. They hate each other and love each other. It's that's fun. Right. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Well, from the little trailer, yeah. the chemistry wasn't there, I would say, it if didn't, that's the point. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, they were trying. That's the other thing that worries me. They're really trying. <laughs> they were They were trying. Here's what I'll say. Lance Reddick is in this film, so mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it. Well, you know, sometimes yeah. you have a cash cow on your payroll. They got a Reddick. They got a Lance Reddick. So, that you know, that's <laughs> something. He. Yep, yep. But I, I agree with everything that's been said here. I just think the plot itself isn't like, you know, it's, it's I get why you would remake this. Uh, because I do think, I, 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 I think this is one of those movies, I think this happens with a lot of comedies, that sort of just like of, our, of their time, and then we sort of forget about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this movie, everybody loves it, but I don't know. I've just never heard people like, no one's ever like, hey, let's go white, watch White Man Can't Jump. 
Like, it's <laughs> not true. a movie that people just casually watch <laughs> or talk about. Yeah, but, like, doesn't mean it's not a great movie. I mean, no, I've never heard anyone say, let's watch Dog Day Afternoon, either. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. It's not the test. It's not, not the test. Good movie. Yeah. Uh, um, any other thoughts on White Men Can't Jump? No. Mm, I'm good. Let's talk about Bruiser. Bruiser. This is a... Uh, this is just screaming art house indie uh, mm-hmm. gonna make you cry uh, in a good way yeah. for the record. This is about uh, uh, a father-son relationship. That's right. A 14-year-old boy uh, who gets beaten up and her, his father um, is is like helping him and maybe teaching him to fight or you can't quite tell and it's it's clearly like this like tale on toxic masculinity and love between a, a mm-hmm. father and son etc looks super super good yeah i'm a sucker for daddy yeah it's yeah, very I'm, it's I'm, very I love like father shit father stepfather who's who's the best representation of like what it means to be a man and a dad and <laughs> but it, who was yeah. dad yeah it's based off a short of um a 10 minute short of the same subject which is always weird to me like dramatic shorts that are very like they're just about like father son stuff mm-hmm. um i don't know why that just feels like something that you can't do in a short but mm-hmm. clearly you can yeah i mean you just yeah. apply a larger world and then you just fill in the details but like you set yeah. up the circumstances and don't tell i don't know i've seen that kind of shit Oh, I've seen it too. It's just always more impressive to me yeah. than like lights out short where it's like, and the monster gets you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you bringing to the table? Well, you see when the lights are out, it's, uh, monster it's there. monsters there. <laughs> you ever think about how when lights are out, it's scary. Yeah. Now give me a full length movie. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this, uh, I don't know. I, I'm hoping I get to see this. It's go, it's going to Hulu, so it'll be available. Mm. Yeah, I'll probably see I, this. Yeah, my note was it's not specifically for me. Like, I'm not really interested in in these particular kind right. of stories, but I'm very glad they exist. I'm like, oh, I can tell this is good. I'm just right. not. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's big daddy. Yeah. Yeah, big, yeah. So, uh, as daddy. daddy guys, we love we love these stories, these yeah. daddy stories. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it's like I always, I'm I'm not even sure what makes me want to watch and not want to watch certain movies like this because dramas are always like it's kind of right place and right time for me where I'm yeah. like I'm either I'm either like okay I can handle this or I'm like no not today I'm gonna go w- fucking rewatch the same movie i've watched every day instead mm-hmm. you know like i i don't know i it, but this does look legit white good, men so. can't jump yeah. yeah i'm gonna go watch white men can't <laughs> jump instead <laughs> all right um, yeah but that one yeah, 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 yeah well anything else or should we go to uh part let's two take some of, more producers all right let's do it man all right big thank you to david knife boot henson Ooh. thank you thank you to Do- deborah is awesome Barbara is great and cancer can go to hell. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Whew. Thank you to Driftless Rope, Mabel's name, and the Witch's Book of Blood. Oh, Thank no. you. Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Yeah. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Hey. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Whew. Thank you to Funky J. Mostly comes out at night. Oh. Mostly. 
Thank you to Glitterus, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Woo! Thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Thank you. Thank you to Ombre Says, Mabel, Step on Me. Thank you. Thank you to James Cameron's Prolapse Locomotive. Of course. Thank you. Look, Ma, I'm on a podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thanks. Hey, let's thank Mike the Lurker. Thank you. Let's also thank No One Can Hear You Scream in Space, McNulty. Thank you. Let's thank Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Woo. Okay. Mm-hmm. AMC. Yes. What, what, uh, what, are they, what are they fucking pulling here? They are now going to change uh, their seating uh, system to charge you differently based on where you sit. It's lower if you sit in the first uh, couple rows. If you sit in that prime central central area, mm-hmm. that is, of course, the area where all the sound is calibrated to, that's going to cost more. If you are an ANC Stubbs member, you will. it doesn't apply to you, obviously, but they've created a weird... I mean, I, I was a fan of selecting pre-selecting seats, personally. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that, because then you don't have to save a seat for like a friend who's late. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But this is getting a little fucking weird, right? I was like, this I this is just dumb. It's real dumb because people are just going to move seats, right? Like, you're going to buy... If you go yeah. to movies at, like, you know, noon in the middle of the week, if you're, like, a freelancer, you're just going to buy a cheap seat and then go right to the middle because right. no one's showing up. That's right. Right. Are they going to make the ushers enforce it? Uh, I doubt it. Uh, is it really even making them more money? It's like a buck more mm-hmm. for the. Uh, it's a numbers so like, game. Yeah, it. For me, this feels like a little desperate. It's like the Netflix stuff where, I, like, when th- where in both cases, I'm like, "Are you guys doing okay? Like, are you no. guys really struggling? They are. Yeah, and that's I, why I, I'm in between on all this because I do agree with Star. And I can see how it's a clear like movie theaters aren't doing well and let's gobble up some money. And there's so there's like the greed angle. But on the other hand, movie theaters are dying and I I want them to not die. Um, So I see the argument that you get. I, I also see the argument about like in terms of corporations, you give them an inch and now all theaters will try shit like this, like where there's different prices for different screenings based on how full the theater is or whatever. And I hate that part of capitalism, but I also see the argument that we literally do this tiered payment for like arena seats and sports games and concerts and stuff. So the only thing I might add is that like, I guess that isn't a one-to-one with arenas and concert halls. Theaters aren't that big. And other than being extremely close or distant or too far to the right or left, there's not much of a difference in experience. And isn't that what we should be paying for? So it does seem like they're creating it out of nothing. Well, yeah, I feel for theaters and the fact that, like, you know, I love movie theaters and I hate watching indie theaters go go away and now this is all we have yeah it's like non-indie theaters and now even they are struggling to the point that like i looked up the ceo and his salary which is too much he's getting paid too much well yeah um but he is pushing he actually told the board to freeze his salary and they're like saying like no we're not going to do salary increases like it's gotten to the point that even the ceos are like we no we can't make more money uh which is Rare to hear a Mm -hmm. CEO say, uh, again, world's smallest violin for the very rich CEO 
of AMC. Point being that it's like, yeah, I want I want movie theaters to exist. Just like how Netflix and streaming, it's like that's very convenient and honestly very good for indie cinema to mm-hmm. have that access. Uh, but their solutions are always shit like this where you're like, oh, you're you're in a bubble. Like you have no you've never gone to a movie theater. <laughs> like right. in like you know, like every time you go to a movie, you go to like a, a private screening because you're the right. CEO of AMC. So like this just feels so like, I don't know, uh, oblivious to what people actually want or will do. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's other ways you could do yeah. a tiered system. Uh, yeah. You could do you could do, hey, movie theaters are cheaper on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then on like the weekends, it's the regular price, you know, or like like instead of like per or audience raise it a little bit yeah or like raise it on the weekends or like maybe opening weekend hey like well if especially if it's like a like a marvel movie like a movie you know is going to actually do well maybe mm-hmm. like it's a quarter 50 cents more and then the rest of the week it's right. cheaper i don't know like i just feel like picking seats feels like such a like a microtransaction that it's insulting right it's playing into what spielberg said a while ago which was that movies because of the fact that like we we've lost uh mid-budget movies movies are either going to be like indies that are on streaming or smaller screens or they will be treated like concerts or rides Mm -hmm. and the tickets for those will get bigger and just like a concert they're now paying for like specific seats so it's like becoming more and more of an event but in order for that to work the movies themselves have to be something i want to watch extravagant yeah yeah and i'm sorry like, I saw Avatar 2, and I was like, this is boring, uh, for the most part. Like, I, if you're going to treat it like a ride or, like, a big event, then it's got to kind of be a big event. Like, um, honestly, this is going to not affect me, because the way I go to movie theaters is I go specifically, like, when Star was saying, like, I go in on a Wednesday at noon, you know, right. like I'm not yeah. going like this is really where they're making their money here is the opening weekends of blockbusters, you know, where Here's it's wh- like this, the 6 p.m. showing on Saturday of the new Marvel movie. That's when this thing is full, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's what I do is I get a job at every type of chain. I do training. I get the uniform and then I don't show up. And then from then mm. on, I just put on the uniform. I just want I can see any movie I want. For free. Brilliant. Hell yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> like a spy. You're like a, a movie spy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, That's dope. Hey. Yeah? Did you guys... Hey. 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 You guys hear the news that I Know What You Did Last Summer oh. is making a sequel? Oh. A third, I assume? Because there was I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, I was going to say, right? there is a mm-hmm. sequel, right? What? I thought there was a third one. I think there's only two, right? There's only two, and then they're making a sequel... And Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. are in negotiations currently. What do you guys think it'll be called? Uh, oh. I, I'm trying to think of a joke and it's not coming. I know I'm sorry. what you did I didn't anticipate that summer. I, know I was going to say, it's got to be like, I know what you did that summer 30 years ago. Th- 30 <laughs> years ago. Like, is it still the guy? Is it still like the revenge for Are that? Gonna like you hit one guy in your car and, and like, you're paying for it your whole cut life. To, you know, you're 50 years old and now it's like. <laughs> Do you think they'll switch the, the, the season? Maybe it's like, I know what you did last winter. 
Ooh, yeah. that would be that, nice. That would ch- change things. But if it's Jennifer Love Hewitt, then it's the same last summer that they know what she did in, right? right? It's always, you did this thing this one time and we'll keep remembering it and that's the sequels. So this has to be, if it's a sequel, feels like it has to be, if it's in tune with the other sequel, still referencing the same crime. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she's planning a murder and it's like I know what you're gonna do next summer like it's mm-hmm. ooh I like ooh. that yeah, I know they what have become murderers summer. yeah they're like we gotta kill a guy we gotta kill a guy with our car uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean I gotta be honest with you this is extremely something I do not care about <laughs> same you're not excited <laughs> no you guys aren't excited no for the I know what you did last summer I I've barely seen the first two films <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you guys they're extremely I was on someone being excited about they're this they're extremely mid it's hilarious because they're uh, they they're just there because of the like scream craze and we're just like oh yeah I mean there's some nostalgia for it because they were like the heartthrobs right mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. the they're the the big hotties yeah, of I, the 90s but i hard agree as a fan of the first screen the and then 2000s. this came out like uh, uh, us too and i was just like fucking sit down yeah. sit down i know <laughs> what down. you did last summer they're yeah you're not, just, it's just a guy with a hook they're Are doing this because scream they redid scream right so <laughs> yeah yep, that's trying the to thing, get a thing going they're still just copying scream that's what's the real oh, sadness to me is that like nothing can die nothing and i don't right. i don't know if this is a me getting old and it, was it always like this i've heard arguments on both sides where it's like no it's way crazier now with that they're doing remakes but we do know that remakes have been a thing forever but it just feels like there's only like 20 in or like you know uh, intellectual properties anymore now no, it just I, really I, yeah. feels like extremely that. agree yeah and it's just like can we not can we not just remake king of the hill again can we not do that what i hate is white men the, can the lowering of the standards then where when i talk about original movies that are bad i still have to be like well at least they tried to make something original that's the yeah. thing yeah you're dying. The, the Adam product is extremely derivative, but at least it's technically an original film, you know, like it's and like it just hunger feels like, is ah. the best spice kind of shit where I'm like, yeah. no, I'll take I'll take the fucking boring shit, the original boring shit. I'll take it's like it, it's to me. It's like I, I don't know. I can't be angry at it because I love movies. I love watching movies uh, and yeah. I want to keep loving movies and support them so that movies are here forever. And it's just like, but I feel like I I. I'm never happy with anything and I feel like, well, that's not a way to live your life. You got to just be happy. Right. Right. And you always ask yourself like, you know, it's the Skinner question. Am I out of touch? No, it's the children. But I walk whatever. But I have this guilt. It's this guilt of like hating movies. I don't know, man. But it is kind of trash right now. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Here's what I'll say is I don't, I don't think movies have, I don't walk around going movies are worse now. It's right. more just that blockbusters have been really fucking a disappointment. Yeah. I found a lot of pleasure in indie films or mid-budget films. Uh, you know, like, I like <coughs> there are some really good movies that came out recently. Uh, I've liked a lot of films. It's just whenever it's a studio blockbuster, um, which 
I know this technically isn't that, but it's all part of that same. Yeah, I wonder about this thing. because this is like talk about the mid movie dying. It's weird to me that they're going for this because this is not a blockbuster. It's not a crazy IP. It's like something that we all remember. What's the budget going to be for this? Like, I can't I imagine it being over like fifty million, right? Yeah, is probably. It... Wow. That's the thing. They're they're saying Jennifer Love Hewitt and um, Freddie Prince Jr. Are in negotiations. So I was like, that's a cute way of putting it because I don't think they have much going on. Like, they deserve to be paid well. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I don't think those negotiations are going to be like holding that it extensive. Back. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll do it. It might just be like it scheduling. Makes me think that like, they'll be the, the mom and dad or some right. shit. Yeah. Yeah, it will be small roles just as like throwback, like they did in Scream, you know. And it's just like bring in the new guard, the new young, the new youths. That yeah, are, I don't know this. This just doesn't feel like a slasher that I need more of. But right, that's the thing. It's, it's the thing where like the Scream movies, they're now in six, and it's like. By, by part six, Jason Voorhees was a zombie. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. Do, go don't just, nuts. Yeah, yeah, don't just do the same thing six times at this point. Uh, like, you have to at least escalate it. And so, I, I don't know. This is some boring shit. Maybe, uh, maybe Jennifer Love Hewitt's like, an astronaut now. This, and, like, he comes after her in space. Yes. Yeah, fuck it. Yes, I Seriously, know what you did yeah. last space. Last space, last planet. I know last what planet. you did. Last planet. Oh, they hit a guy with a car on one planet, and then they go to the <laughs> next planet. It's always <laughs> somebody with a car. I know like, what you did right, on Mars. I know what yeah. you did on Mars would be great. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, that uh, I would watch. Yeah, yeah. I would say Abe with like horror has always done endless sequels, so I don't feel as like disillusioned by this. That's true. Um, but it does feel like this one is like. A little desperate where they're like hey you you guys remember yeah, that movie right screen. you remember that let's do it again and it's like yeah. i don't know if people remember or care about that movie enough to be honest that was never uh it's like let's reboot movie. the faculty it's like oh uh, okay <laughs> yeah exactly which is already a remake of body snatchers more or less yeah like, exactly uh-huh. it's just like all right i guess that's that's that's, that's the thing i know what you did last summer is again taking the story of the guy with the hook like it's not it's very derivative to begin with. And right. now it's just going to be, yeah. Now all that said, I'm going to see it opening weekend. <laughs> Fuck it, you know? What else do I have? Yeah. It's a shit sandwich and I'm going to I'm going to slop it, it down. Slop yeah. it down. Just like I'm about to slop down these producers. We're well, doing the same oh. movies. <laughs> yeah, we're exactly. going to save the movies. We're here to save the movies and we're here to uh, thank more producers. So, big thank you to Pete Forpagel. Oh. Thank you very much. Thank you to Numino, Ultra Microscopic, Silico, Volcano, Coniosis, Anti Disestablishmentarianism, Jones. Woo. Thank you to pre order TikTok superstar Jason Pargin's new book, So He Is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. Pre orders are super important. Woo. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Oh. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you to Screaming Horses New Year's Baby. Thank you to Snapper Car oh. Punches God in the Dick. Yep. Thank you to Steven. Steven. <laughs> Steven. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank Woo! you. Thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Thank you. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. 
Thank you. Thank you to Tiger Drawers Pratt Thompson Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Tubi Baby. New Year says watch Rudger Howard's A Breed Apart. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you. Thank you to your mom. Thank you. And thank you to Z's because Pie Guy likes being last. He does. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We're done. Hey, nice. I have a question for you, Dave. What? Dave, do you have a, a movie that deserves more hype? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you do the bit, Abe. Thank you. Uh, I do. I do. Uh, I do have a movie that deserves more hype. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know when this is coming out. Uh, and I feel bad about that fact. And I'm stretching because I'm going to try to see if I know who's <laughs> coming out. This is called Fist the Fist of the Condor Part 1. Part uh-huh. 1. Part 1. That's very important. Yep. Uh, Promising. This is... So a, a good way to set this up to me, for me, is uh, we all know stuff like Kung Fury mm-hmm. that was trying to ape a certain thing. Uh, that never really existed, in my opinion. Like it was like it was like how the Grindhouse films. It was like this is not what a Grindhouse film is like. Like they're doing like the general, they're doing like this like weird memory of martial arts movies that uh-huh. are, that don't exist. This is an actual throwback, I would argue, to older martial arts movies. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's made with real martial artists. Yes, that's a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's helpful. Uh, it's about a group of martial artists who are searching for a book that contains ancient secrets of how to, quote, overcome the limits of the human body. Uh, (laughs) And they are all, I guess, fighting each other for this book. And you got to really watch the trailer because the trailer just looks like real awesome bullshit martial arts. What did you guys think of this? I I Uh, just wrote, yes, (laughs) excellent. I want it now. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Uh... A big, a big fan. It's like that. Um, it's funny to me that as you read the premise, there's like a Chris Hemsworth TV show called Limitless right now that I'm pretty right. sure is like the same exact premise. Like, yeah, except this one's <laughs> cooler. Overcoming yeah. the limits of the human body. That's just so funny. They should. Uh, so one detail that I didn't realize from watching the trailer because you couldn't really follow exactly what's going on nor do you need to but i i read in one of the things that you pointed out is that the main character plays twins so there's two of these dudes (laughs) hanging around it's not just the one guy i thought it was just the one guy who's like you know our you know protagonist who beats up everybody uh there's two two dudes which is even better Mm -hmm. it really is yeah this is a uh, Spanish language, by the way. The director uh, has directed a lot. He did a segment on ABCs of Death, um, but the the uh, he was also the editor of the Green Inferno, which is just random. He's done some crazy. editing as well. Um, and then the actual martial artists, I had never heard of these people, um, but they worked with um, uh, fucking what's his name? God damn it! Um, the uh, fuck. Uh, 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 hold on, I got, I got this. Oh, um, you got it, you got it. Scott Atkins, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. yeah, you're talking about like a Marcos Universal Roar? Soldier. Yeah, the Reckoning. Yeah. 
Um, and so, like, they've been around the block. Is yeah, the and it's like, yeah, there's a whole uh, industry of, like, kind of smaller budget action martial arts films. Yeah, yeah. And these guys look like they're fucking for real. Marco Zaror is yeah. the name of the uh, the actual Chilean martial artist yeah, that we're going to see he here. He plays twins. Yeah. And he's a and real this- beefcake he really is, and he's been in. He's been a John Wick. Uh, he was in Machete Kills. Like he, he's been around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this looks like a movie that knows exactly what it is, mm-hmm. but it's still like kind of taking itself seriously because that's the point. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He yeah, does, like it's. He does. Oh, go on. He, he does like my favorite classic martial arts move is like the main dude does the a kick. He. Sh- but he keeps his leg in the air for like a way long, way longer than he should just to show like, I can hold oh, yeah. this. That like, yes, that just, just kisses all around. Like that's such a great move. And I want to see everything. in this. Yeah. Movie. The Neo, the Neo. Um, yeah. There's yeah. a part where they call him an animal and then they show him running like an animal, like an on animal fall on all fours. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, here we go. And we're also taking it seriously. This is not a joke. Yeah, again, it's not that winky, and it's just like, and what again, what makes something like this key is that also the martial artists look good. Like, mm-hmm. they look like they're doing real fucking shit, and yes. it's not going to be like uh, special effects, <laughs> or uh, there might be some wire work, but it's generally like, it's just these dudes doing the actual thing, and mm-hmm. then being ridiculously dramatic about it. And they're uh, overcoming the limits of the human body, Dave. Yeah. And it's called the Fist of the Condor. It really one. should be called the Beefcakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. There's the Beefcake Twins. It has, Yeah, like, the Beef Twins. The Beef Twins. It has, See, like, a guy... energy, too. Like, it's very, like, mm. classic. Like, it's going to... It feels like it's going to be a relatively simple story. Like, we're looking for a book, we're seeking revenge, and we're going to fight, you know? And yep. it's, it's all you need. That's all you need. And probably yeah. someone killed someone's parents, and they're like, "Ah, uh, uh, now I finally get to meet the person who killed." Like it's got real sh- uh, Shenmue vibes too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure there's gonna be like some kind of plot that is like, "Ah, oh, this was always destined that we would meet here of all places in mm-hmm. front of the <laughs> the book of ancient secrets." God, you it know? better, yeah, it better. I mean, and then I hope he. Uh, he get, gets on all fours and just like rips his opponent, like rips yep. his neck out like a, like a dog. Also, shout out to the training montages that are in there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where he's like moving logs and doing that like split where you're like got your feet on two different things. Yeah, and it's like sunset. Yeah, like I hope it ends with like a throat getting ripped out and then credits. You know, yeah. it got it has the vibe <laughs> of one of those movies. Where the bad guy dies and then immediately goes to credits. Right. Um, yeah, it feels like that seventies style. Yeah. Um, once again, should be. It just looks awesome. Kick. It does. It really, really does. Um, and I hope it is. And I love the threat of part one. I love that. It's I love just it. Part it's threat. One. Yeah. I love that. It's like uh, you. Even before you're going to show you this trailer, we're going to let you know we got multiples planned. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a whole fucking series <laughs> in mind. So uh, buckle up, you fuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that's it. The fist of the condor. Well, that's uh, a hype. That's a hype. Uh, you know cast. that I feel like we can. Yeah, that's a hype cast. We yeah. <laughs> we uh we did it. We did it. We, we hyped it up. It. We done did it. Star, 
thank you so much for being Look. here, Star. Of course. I love uh, being on the show. We love having you. Is there uh do you want to plug some stuff again? Yeah. While we got you here. Yeah, again, like my art shop, starleanarts.com. That's the main one. Please go to there and buy a sticker. Stickers are cheap. Just buy a sticker. It's nice. Stickers. You know? Yeah, you can stickers are cheap. <laughs> you can stick them onto cars uh and children. Sure. Yeah. You know? Buy a lot of yeah. stickers. It's be great. Place them and, on uh, children. And my comic Ruby Whipple, rubywhipple.com. What a pleasure to have you, Star. Um, <laughs> I want to thank everyone for allowing me to podcast while I was sick. I apologize for all my coughs and sniffles. Um, but you know what? There's stuff. There's times you can hear me talk that I, I'm not all uh, sniffly, and that's on Patreon.com/smallbeans. Mm-hmm. Um, so go check out that channel too. Yeah, and I'm on that talking about movies mostly. Mm-hmm. I'm also snuffly sometimes. Snuffly. And um, <laughs> listen, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta plug the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/gamefullyunemployed. Uh, that's where we got our Patreon producers. Uh, that's where for five dollars a month you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Star Trek: The Next Futurama and Spiel Boys. Those last two, we do this with the with the small beans. Um, we also watch movies every Friday night. Uh, that will be the night this comes out, so you can check us out there. Oh, what will we watch? Oh, who can say? <laughs> uh, will it be Dracula Three Thousand? <laughs> will it? Will it? Probably. Will it? Um, yeah. yeah, that's it. Hype. So say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Hypecast. Say hypecast, everybody. Hypecast. Hypecast. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.